1: Studio a here at the DNVR bar on a really sunny day in Broncos country uh, a peaceful day uh, in Broncos country um and today the a stands for R as in are the Chiefs the worst team in the AFC West now
2: interesting
1: interesting and of course peace out Tyree and by the way that's just a question I, I don't have, I don't know the answer yet. We'll get to that in the second segment. Um, but first, I want to remind you of our main presenting sponsor, MSU Denver Online, MSU Denver.edu slash online, where you should go to check out all they have to offer, and they have a lot to offer. Seven hundred fifty total. Classes, 45-plus online and hybrid programs. Check them out, msudenver.edu slash online today.
2: My boys, what a day in Denver. Ryan, it's sunny, and it's also windy as can be. I think those trade winds are blowing through Kansas City as well and just swept Tyreek Hill
1: out of the AFC West. He is a little guy. Yeah, he, he is. Wins, it was tough know. for me getting in here. Yeah. I wasn't sure if I was going to make it. You, you bring some sand in your pockets? <laughs> I had to. <laughs> uh, yeah, those are the winds of change in the mm. AFC West blowing out there today. And this is interesting. Now, of course, if you live under a rock, um, Zach and Sports, do you have the uh, the updated trade uh, details?
2: Da-da-dum. Uh, uh, what was that? Oh, no. There it is. Mm-hmm. Well, Zach thanks. Thanks, Ryan, from uh, the news side. And uh, we have breaking news. Tyreek Hill traded from Kansas City to Miami for a first-round pick, the 29th overall pick, the second-round pick, 50th overall, two-fourths, and a sixth. Back to you, Ryan.
1: Thanks, Zach. Um, <laughs> Chiefs really blew this one, wouldn't you say? Just like that wind out there today. Um, what are they doing? What are they doing? Look. I get it if you're at the end of the road, right? You know, you, it didn't work out. Um, you tried it. You, you gave it the old college try, and you can tell that this team isn't going to do it again. But this team, as currently constructed, uh, to talking about the Chiefs, was right there every year for the Super Bowl. Have they been to four
2: straight AFC championship
1: games? I believe that is correct.
2: That's insane. That, that
1: shows you how right there they are. And I know that they know this, which makes the whole thing crazy, is that Tyreek Hill absolutely transforms that offense. Um, he makes them the hardest offense to defend in the NFL. Now, of course, Patrick Mahomes and, and Travis Kelsey have a huge role in that as well, but it's the combination of the three, and obviously it was even more when they had Sammy Watkins, like when they won the Super Bowl, um, but the combination of Patrick Mahomes, Tyreek Hill, and Travis Kelsey – Makes them almost impossible to defend because obviously you got to commit big time resources to Tyree Kill over the top, probably you know a corner and a safety bracketing him, um, and then it just opens up so much space underneath for Travis Kelsey to go and operate. Now you got a whole bunch of draft picks; they don't run routes yet, um, and you've got Travis Kelsey and Juju Smith-Schuster and Miko Hardman. I mean, you have like a very, very bottom tier wide receiver group. And then of course, you know, a a great, great tight end, but this is a gross wide receiver group as it currently stands. I'm sure they'll be looking to improve that in the draft. We'll see what that does for them. To me, this just knocked them down, not just like a peg It knocked them down several pegs and made them way easier to defend
2: yeah and the thing about this this whole deal is yes Tyreek wanted tons of money now he got 30 million dollars a year from the Miami Dolphins and you know what he probably not as a human but as just a football player he probably deserves it because not only is he one of the best uh, receivers in the game he's the most dangerous player in the game a lot of people keep saying he's one of the most dangerous he's the most da- who's more dangerous that there's no one more dangerous than him. What he can do on any single play, we talked about it yesterday. If you have uh, a, a great quarterback, uh, a great, great quarterback, you feel like if you have the ball going into the fourth quarter down 21, you have yourself a chance. Tyreek Hill is kind of one of the only non-quarterback players where you feel like that. Like he could go off, and in 15 seconds on two different plays, he can get you an
1: 80-yard touchdown. I mean, that that literally happened in the playoffs. You know, He had that crazy scamper all the way down the sidelines um mace you've been quiet uh curious your thoughts
0: they just sacrificed a super bowl this year for a longer window down the line i think that's what they did
1: so mm. is your thought on this they're going to go into the draft and take a speed wide receiver and that's gonna kind of give them a cost control option in there
0: Potentially. I mean they, they may they could just take a BPA. They could sound they are talking with Marquez Valdez Scantling according to mm-hmm. reports. Love they that. they could just say, all right, we're gonna we'll we'll take BPA for and, and for now go in with Hardman, Juju, M V S, Travis Kelsey at at tight end. And that's I mean, it's not it's it's certainly if you include the tight end position, it's certainly not bad. It lacks the dynamic component for this year. Look, skill wise, Tyreek Hill is a unicorn. I think that's obvious. Yep. And that's what you're that's what you're losing here. But um you know he is he is going into uh, year seven. You see the terms of the contract with the um, with the dolphins. It looks like it's gonna be about twenty five million dollars a year. You're I think gonna, it's 30. Yeah, thirty. So you're gonna you're you're gonna have Patrick Mahomes that's on dumb, on bigger cap numbers going forward. This is, I think, kind of anticipating a little bit of a pivot in terms of how they're going to build their roster. That with bigger with bigger cap figures coming for Patrick Mahomes, they're going to have to make this adjustment. The fact that they got they got the first round pick, and it's, yeah, it's a late it's a late first round pick, but the fact that they got a bushel of picks back here, it's actually, I think, not bad not bad value. But I do think in the short term. This knocks the Chiefs down, but I think this is actually a forward-thinking move to get what they can. And look, if he didn't want if, if to be there at a certain number, then I get it. I, 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 I think the interesting thing of all these teams that are kind of going quote-unquote all-in is a bunch of them are going to be disappointed.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: For sure, yeah. uh, for sure. Here's the thing, though. I think outside of Patrick Mahomes, Tyree Kill's is the most valuable player on the Kansas City Chiefs. And that's Definitely. why I think paying him $30 million to stay in Kansas City is worth it. And also with that contract that Miami gave him, I imagine it seems like if, if the Chiefs would have given him this contract, he probably would have signed mm-hmm. it and stayed. He's 28 years old right now. I think it's three years fully guaranteed at like $87 million. So you pay that fine. You, you pay that. He's 31 by the time that's up. He's still going to be Tyreek Hill at that point. I don't think he's going to lose a step. Now, if, if we're talking a six-year contract where everything was doubled, then maybe you're saying, okay, that's a little crazy. But I still think by the time this contract's done, at least the guarantees, he's still going to be Tyreek Hill. And I just think that the chiefs they should have built around Tyreek Hill and Patrick Mahomes until Tyreek Hill is no longer Tyreek Hill. So, uh, I I I I don't get it. And also the the everyone keeps saying, especially on Twitter, they got five picks back. Okay, two of them are fourth-round picks and one of them is a sixth-round pick. Well, that that means nothing to me. And then the other's a late first-round pick. You're not going to be able to get anyone
1: close to Tyreek Hill. No. I completely agree with that. And to me, I don't. I, I guess they're they're preparing themselves for a second wave of the Patrick Mahomes window. If I were them, I would have been clinging on to this one as much as I could because you've been you've been there or close every single year. It's not like you're looking at it saying, ah, "We just don't quite have it." No, you definitely had it. We're second in the division, right? It, exactly. It's not like you're saying, "Okay, it's time to punt on this." Maybe you're trying to belichick it and say, "All right, let's move on." Uh, from this win, because it's not like the, t- the the Patrick Mahomes window is closing anytime soon.
0: That's what it feels more like to me. It's kind of uh, with the Brady era, there were always kind of uh, waves. There were waves of it, yeah. and you know, for example, even like you, you think of somebody who appeared irreplaceable. When they had Wes Welker, it didn't think, feel like they could find a replacement for him. Turned yeah. out they did, and they did. Again, yep. realistically, that
1: they never really replaced Randy Moss. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But you know, that's a but they one, no one they rem- were
0: they replaced Randy Moss by going heavy at tight end.
1: Yeah, fair. And then
0: they had for that brief moment they had Gronk and Hernandez, who that was scary. Yeah, you couldn't defend you couldn't defend that. So I think this is probably part of a little bit of a of a of a Chiefs pivot. I mean, to talk about say BPA, I would not all be surprised if they use this pick on, for example, like. Trey McBride,
1: interesting. Yeah, like, and someone in the or, comments. or one of those
0: two first round picks, like on on a, or on a on a McBride, like because they have their they still have their own right. They still have pick. Uh,
1: yeah, what is yep. it twenty nine? Yeah, yep.
0: and maybe they and maybe their pivot is all right. We're gonna try to have two uncoverable tight ends here. You figure that out. Of course, I mean, generally speaking, I have a different idea of what makes the Chiefs scary than what they do because a couple of years ago. I thought they should taking Jonathan Taylor and they took Edwards Laird, mm-hmm. who hasn't been bad. By the way, that's the
1: only but, first but, round pick they've made since Patrick Mahomes. Right,
0: but that but that was a one. that was a miss.
1: Yeah, no, total total miss. Yeah. Um someone in the comments too said like what if they go get LaVisca? Yeah, I mean, again, mm-hmm. those that was like cuz I remember talking about LaVisca going to the Chiefs in the draft and that terrified me. But that's like as part of mm-hmm. the Kelsey Mahomes Hill and then you throw in Lavisca and and it's like, mm-hmm. oh my God, how is anyone going to cover this?
2: Also, Lavisca's stock has certainly gone down. Oh, the, has, the Jaguars don't want him.
1: Right, exactly. Um, but that's why they could go get him. Right. Um, and right. I think he would do, you know, great things in that offense. But it just they're, it's like they were scary before, and they're not scary now. No, they're not. They're, uh. they're
2: not. Now you have to devote every resource to shut Travis Kelsey down. If Nicole mm-hmm. Harmon beats you, okay, great for him. I'm not betting on it. Uh, If Juju beats it, Juju has been one of the most disappointing players in my eyes the past couple of seasons. I thought he was a true number one receiver. And he's kind of settled into being just, you know, a solid two or he's something. He's never
1: been the same since he wasn't alongside Antonio Brown. Exactly. So he's
2: been very disappointing, and, that, and that's what they have. They, they have some disappointing, underwhelming players, and then the best tight end in the game just shut the best tight end in the game down. But
1: he's also taking a step back. Like last year, the production is always going to be amazing because he gets the ball so much. But if you just watched him last year, he was getting, like, stripped from behind when he was running. He's getting caught from behind a lot more. Uh, dropping passes that he wasn't dropping dropping before. So it's not as if he went, you know, if this was Madden, he went from like a 98 overall to like a 93.
0: Yeah. And also, I mean, he's getting he's getting up to the other side of 30 here, and I think to kind of illuminate something that was said earlier about Tyreek Hill's contract, I mean, he's 28 now, but you get to the last year of that, he's 31. Twenty-eight to thirty-one is usually where we find where receivers tend to go in one of two directions. Either they go the Larry Fitzgerald route and they adapt and they end up playing well into their thirties, or they go the A.J. Green or even like Julio Jones route right now, and you see kind of a, qu- a quick fade at that at that point. I think so. Tyreek. So I think there was sort of an actuarial table, actuarial table call made by the Chiefs here, saying that okay, you have a speed guy who at the same time he's been remarkably durable he's only, I think uh, the only time he missed uh, more than a, a one, one game more than one game when he was pulled out at the end of the season was when he missed four back in the start of the 2019 season so he's been remarkably durable but at so, at some point a lot of those guys the injuries start to accumulate in the late 20s early 30s and I think that's one of the reasons why the chiefs made the decisions they, that they did
1: I'll put this into perspective the best way that I can after this trade today. not yet before today, I've never said I expect the Broncos to win the AFC West this year. as we sit here right now, I expect the Broncos to win the AFC West this year. Mm. they should win they should win the division. That should now be the goal. Before is like look, you're going up against you know Titans here. Mm. Uh, I'll give you a break if you don't win the division the first year. I don't see the Chiefs that way anymore. so now. The goal and, and the, the expectation for me is for the Broncos to be the best team in the division. Well,
2: And here's what, here's what they're looking at. It's something I said yesterday was I wouldn't be surprised that at the end of the season we're talking about any team being first, any team being fourth. Now that's exactly how I feel. Any team can win this division. Even the Raiders is crazy. The yeah. two moves they made last week gave them a chance to win this division. And the Chiefs could realistically finish fourth in the AFC West. They could be the worst team in this division because when you break down the Chiefs and look at what they are outside of the tight end position which I think they have the best or the second best if you want to argue Darren Waller uh and outside the quarterback position which they have the best right now we'll see how much losing Tyreek Hill impacts that but right now I still think Patrick Mahomes is the best quarterback in the division and they have the best head coach in the division those are all especially those last two pretty important head coach and quarterback outside of that and outside the the tight end position Probably the worst in the AFC all around outside of that. Maybe they the their offensive line gives a run for the money for not being the worst and maybe even being the best. But outside of that, their defense, bottom. Their wide receiving group, bottom. Their running back, bottom. Uh, so you look, and this is now we're really going to find out just how good Patrick Mahomes is. If he carries this team to an AFC West division title, it's something that I've said in the past. I mean, he's going to be unstoppable then you know and if he carries this team to beating these other three teams boy it's going to be another long decade with having to battle him but at least the broncos have a team now but i wouldn't be surprised if they take that step back and kind of what mace was alluding to take a step back this year in order to make a push next year and for the next five years they
0: they came back to the pack today is what it is and that's where scheduling and opponents matter we'll get the schedule here in the next several weeks because something as simple as when you play the Arizona Cardinals might have a profound impact on this division based on how close these four teams are going to be together because obviously you're going to want a cliff Kingsbury team late rather than early. But what we know is who they're playing. And I think first place is going to be the chargers. And I think second place is going to be the Broncos. And I believe a big part of this is take their, their three opponents determined, by where they finished in the standings last year and compare them. Okay. The Chargers got the third place roster of opponents. So they got Miami, which looks a little tougher obviously today than before. They got they got Cleveland, you might get them with Deshaun Watson serving a suspension. And they got Atlanta, who looks like they're just they're in tank Project, mode. Yeah. The Broncos got the Jets, last place in the AFC East. They got Carolina they got baltimore so two of those three games look very winnable and kansas city is sitting on for, for those three games is sitting on tampa bay, buffalo and cincinnati Sheesh. when when you start talking about those te- all these teams clustered together those are the three op- opponents on their schedules that are different and that's where your your placement last year comes into play and that's why i could see the two teams that missed the playoffs last year in the afc west being the two teams that make it this year.
1: What has you putting the the Chargers above the Broncos?
0: They were close to Kansas City as previously comprised. They had four games the last two years, obviously. We'll toss out the game where the Chiefs were resting their starters at the end of 2020. They beat the Chiefs at Arrowhead. The two games in L.A. went to overtime. So they were already – they already had parity with the Chiefs, basically in terms of regulation play. You can argue they lost last December because of a coin flip, basically. And they're a better team now than the Chiefs are. And the other thing is, Chargers were 1-4 last year in games decided by three points or fewer or in overtime. Just sometimes, sometimes you get a little bit better luck the following year. I, think the Charger, I do think the Chargers take the division, and the Broncos are a very strong number two. They're
1: also two and two against the Drew Locke and Teddy Bridgewater Broncos mm-hmm. over the last two yeah. years.
3: <laughs>
0: All right. Yeah. Uh, more... Do you think they would have been two and two if they'd had Mack and Jackson, though?
1: Do you think they would have been 2-2 two two if the Broncos had Russell Wilson? Let's get into this on the other side of the
2: break. First, got to tell you about our friends over at DraftKings Sportsbook where they have an awesome boost going up right now. You can get all four teams in the AFC West to make the playoffs at plus 2,000. That, for being now kind of an AFC West fan, like I'm really (laughs) buying into, I love the way this division's shaping up, and I love that. uh, The reason I love it is because the Broncos are right in it and can actually be part of, are they second? Are they first? Are they third? They can be part of that discussion without having to convince you that Joe Flacco's going to take him there. Uh, I love this, and I love that boost over at DraftKings Sportsbook. And something else I love is for the tournament this weekend, they're offering you a chance to get $200 in free bets. If you just place a $5 bet on any team still left in college basketball and they win their game, you get $200 in free bets. So check out everything they've got going on. They've got awesome things going on for basketball. They've got awesome things going on for football. And if you download the tap-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now, you get it all right in your hand. And use the promo code DNVR when you sign up to get this can't-miss offer. That's code DNVR over at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older. Colorado only. New customers only. Minimum $5 deposit. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700.
1: Also, a reminder, come hang out at the DNVR bar. Always good times down here. Um, Kale, I assume you were here last night. How are the vibes uh, as Jokic oh. put up 30, 14, and 7? Those are great vibes for a Lakers. Yeah. Yeah. Great vibes for a late game. I was at the game. Uh, that was a fun time, but uh, it's, it's like being at the game when you come to the DMVR bar. No joke. People are pounding on tables, chanting MVP or, you know, we'll, I guess we will we'll be using those on Russ uh, come the fall, uh, but it's just a great time and we have great food and great drinks. So come down get yourself a break brew, a chicken sandwich. Um, you know, some, what was someone telling me? They were saying you don't talk enough about the pretzel dessert bites. Oh. They're fire. They mm. are fire. It's like um I call it like I call it the Midwest sopapilla because it's a <laughs> it's a cinnamon sugar pretzel and honey. So good. Uh, so good. It's delicious. So come down uh get yourself some of that uh and to whoever said that to me there you go i promoted it they were like these are amazing why do you never talk about them on the pot
0: do they have cinnamon on them
1: they do cinnamon sugar
0: that's the key that's that's the key is the cinnamon oh it's so good and the
2: honey has like a little spice to it yeah oh hot honey's the best yep (laughs) yeah it's good stuff
1: as
0: i believe jerry seinfeld once said if you ask the question why does this taste good invariably the answer is cinnamon
1: Mm. Mm. I put cinnamon life and cinnamon toast crunch in my top three. Yeah, uh, cereals I had yesterday. cinnamon
0: toast crunch for breakfast this morning. Mm-hmm. I'm jealous. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I all I always have cinnamon toast crunch. I I have it so often. I buy the big, oh, you know, geez. the big family size box. Uh, yeah. I, oh yes. I respect that. Yes. <laughs> I also want to tell you about Breckenridge Brewery. Of course, you come on down to the DNVR bar. You can get a big beer for the price of a sm- a small beer if you're a DNVR member, and that means you can get some of those delicious Breckenridge brews. But it's not just about getting Breckenridge brews here at the DMVR bar. It's pretty much wherever you go in the United States, and you can find out where to get some of those delicious, bre- bre- delicious Breckenridge brews by checking out the Breck Beer Locator on their website. You're probably not too far away from someplace. I've found Breckenridge brews available pretty much everywhere I've traveled over the years, and you're probably going to find that as well, unless you're somewhere way out and. Um, Sorry Antarctica. about that, but uh, <laughs> if you're in any decent-sized city, even if you're in a beer capital like Wisconsin where they have their own great brews, you're going to be able to find some of those Breck and brews there as well. So you can have a taste of Colorado and the taste that we love here at DMVR pretty much wherever you go in the United States. So check out the Breck Beer Locator. It's on their website and find out where you can get some of those delicious Breck brews, and you'll find that they've got beer beers to every taste, every palate. Check all that out.
1: All right, so we talked a little bit about this there at the end. We got ahead of ourselves a little bit, but yeah. uh, let's rank – let's do it. Let's rank the division as it stands right now. Um, but I think, at least for me, if you're ranking the division based on just the roster on paper and then what I expect to happen in the season, I would personally have two different rankings.
2: Oh, okay. okay. And I can only
1: imagine why. So who, who who's your one? My one – Regardless, is the Denver Broncos
2: R- R- roster? Regardless, regardless, ro- so roster, roster and standings and standings. Yeah. Oh, I see. I, I th- thought you meant your one was different.
0: See, I thought you would say your ro- your one for roster would be the Chargers. That's what I thought. He was but your one say in the too. standings would be the Broncos because yeah. you figure <sighs> the char- that they I mean, would charger charge it up. up. <laughs> I probably should.
1: I probably should say that because it, if I try to mm-hmm. take away the what mm-hmm. everything I know about the Chargers in my thirty years on this earth, then yes. They have the best roster. I think that's fair to say. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I, I I'll just like wipe that away for a second. Give me like the Men in Black brain eraser. Mm-hmm. Then show me the rosters.
0: The neuralizer.
1: Yes, the the neuralizer. Then then just put the rosters right in front of me. and Say which ones are better. And then I'll probably be like, "What are you talking about?" But um, mm-hmm. the ro- the roster, straight roster, I'll give it to the Chargers.
2: Yeah, and then that's what I thought you were going to say. But then you're going to bring the Charger fact into it
1: and i will um but let's i'll just go through my rankings of the rosters um top to bottom right now chargers broncos raiders chiefs
2: so does this mean that and and mine's the exact same chargers broncos raiders chiefs does this mean that we're not taking into position um importance in this kinda kinda okay then, then if it's only kinda then absolutely yeah that that's it the chiefs like we said have the worst roster outside of you know the most important position in sports. Uh, and, and they don't
1: have the leg up, in the quarterback position that they used to, like uh, over right. any given team. Right. Obviously, Patrick Mahomes is arguably the number one quarterback in the NFL, yep. if not the number one quarterback in the NFL. So they're going to have an edge, but the edge there has been really cut down by every team in the division this year. I guess – Herbert you just expect him to make a jump to get a little bit better obviously the Broncos go from Teddy Bridgewater to Russell Wilson it's a massive jump um and then Derek Carr I think goes from Derek Carr which was fine to Derek Carr with Devontae Adams which has to allow him we expect to make a little jump as well so even that gap has been closed by every team
2: the AFC West by the season's end is going to have four of the top eight quarterbacks in the NFL Derek Carr, we talked about him coming into this year before the Devontae Adams trade as being a a top 12 quarterback. And we meant that as a compliment to him with Devontae Adams, with Josh McDaniels calling the plays. He's going to be a top-eight quarterback. Russell Wilson's going to be a top-eight quarterback. Of course, Patrick Mahomes is going to be there, and Justin Herbert, in my mind, is already there, and I do think he's going to take another step up. So all of those guys are going to be the top-eight. The AFC West is going to have half of the best quarterbacks among 32 teams.
1: Yeah, I mean, last year you had the NFC West with Kyler Murray, Matthew Stafford, Russell Wilson, and what team am I blanking? Uh, Jimmy G. And Jimmy G. So even that was a really strong quarterback division. Uh Mm-hmm. And the NFC West is like a whole level above that.
2: Because there's there's no Jimmy G, where you're like, ah, wow, that kind of leaves a sour taste in your mouth, even though and Jimmy G's good. there was G's no good. Patrick Mahomes right. in the, wet, in right. the mm-hmm. NFC West. Right, there, there was no, like, mm-hmm. GOAT in, in, in the NFL there. And uh, and so absolutely, this this division is stacked at quarterback, and, and it is a good point how Patrick Mahomes still may be the best, but the other guys aren't far behind. And then you look at the Raiders, and uh, they've had a great offseason, yep. unfortunately, and – if you think that Josh Except McDaniels for their head coach. I was gonna say, if you think mm. Josh McDaniels isn't going to blow things up from a non football side, then you probably respect that hire. If you think he's gonna blow things up like he did, well then yeah, that's a that's a bad hire. That's I don't the think wild that, card
0: it, I think in the entire division is Josh McDaniels. So we haven't yeah.
1: talked a lot about like the Sue Cravens comments um, mm. from Vic about Vic Fangio. I don't think that Josh McDaniels is gonna pull what he did in Denver, like running the the franchise quarterback out of town like an idiot. Um, but I think that he very much lacks those people skills and the personability that really connects with this era of players. And I think that's going to, that's going to wear on them over time. He's just, whether he's learned or not, he's not a guy that people get along with. He's not a cool dude. He's not a likable person. So to me over time, that's going to wear them thin. I think that's my biggest problem with the hire. It's not. You know, he came in, he was given way too much hire, way too much power when he was hired at way too young of an age, and he screwed it up royally in Denver. I don't think that's going to happen. Obviously, they've already made some great roster moves since he's been there. I think what's going to happen is he's just an asshole. And people aren't gonna like him over time.
2: Well, and we'll see if he can take if he can change that uh, about mm-hmm. himself. And he may not be able to, uh, but if he is, it's scary. Because I mean, Mace, you you were in the building when he was there, right?
0: No, I mean, I cover the team. No yeah. one in the building. Right. Well, really quick,
2: really quick. What from people that were in the building and and obviously people that covered mm-hmm. him as well. Uh, they said he's the smartest football mind. Numerous a, people said he's the smartest football mind they've ever been around. That's why I'm saying if he can take that outside of football stuff away. It's, it's a good hire. He's
0: an absolutely brilliant tactician. And, I mean, the the fact that you look at, at the fact that Kyle Orton, Kyle Orton was actually putting up really good numbers while he was here with McDaniels. Mm-hmm. I mean, they, they couldn't stop anybody on the defensive side, especially in the 2010 season. But Imagine what Jay Cutler could have done. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. I mean, the the thing is, what did he learn? And, you know, the old cliche, can a Tiger change its stripes? They can't. The thing is, like, he came into Denver, and he tried to be Bill Belichick. And you can't be Bill unless unless the results are there over the long term. If you're getting the results, guys will put up with a lot of crap. Yeah. Right. But he has to realize I mean, look at what
1: Urban Meyer got away with as a winning college football coach. We didn't even know how terrible of a dude he was. We knew he kind of sucked. But all the stuff that's come out from the NFL... Because they sucked, yeah, and people weren't willing to deal with his BS. Like, did you see the latest thing about him?
2: What what came out over the weekend that he didn't know who Aaron Donald was when watching film? Jeez.
1: Anyways, go ahead. Yeah. Yeah. so incredible.
0: Yeah, it's well, I mean, it's Urban Meyer. I mean, it, it, just worst NFL head coach ever. So, one thing that a lot of people do say that he was humbled by Denver, and then even he had a year before he went back to New England where he was with the St. Louis Rams, and the Rams were terrible that year and the entire staff got fired. I think they were like 2-14. and And you wonder, and he was the offensive coordinator, you wonder, I mean, if those experiences really did kind of bring a little bit of humility to him, and he applies that to what he is as a a coach, then he should do fine. It's not a question of whether he's smart enough. It's not a question of what kind of game plans he's going to put together. It's all about people management there. Yep, And... And that's why like like I said, they're the biggest wild card in the division because if McDaniels has figured that out, they could win it. Yeah. And they could they could win it by a couple of games if he if he can marry the people skills with the football mind
1: that he has and and, yeah I believe in an old saying if someone tells you who they are believe you the first believe them the first right
2: (laughs) and Mm. the thing about the Raiders though outside of McDaniels is they've upgraded a lot with their edge rusher Mm. Uh, of course getting Devontae Adams Derek Carr I think is going to take a step up but their offensive line still has question marks Uh, their defensive line uh, or I should say their defense as a whole still has a lot of question marks so that's where not in love with the Raiders uh, entire Mm. roster I love some of the pieces they have uh the broncos i really like what the broncos have obviously they still have a massive hole at right tackle we haven't talked about him yet because this news that Tyreek came out but the broncos got a slot corner yesterday and kawan williams yep. uh who is, is a really solid slot player in fact really good slot player uh so that's a good move there still some holes there uh and and uh you also have to take in the fact this is russ's first year with the team now We've seen what quarterbacks can back do in to back their first years. year. Back-to-back back years, a quarterback with his first team has won the Super Bowl. And then the Chargers, uh, they had a good roster coming into this offseason,
1: and they added some really good pieces as well. All right. So, Mace, do you agree or do you have a rankings for roster? Yeah,
0: just because I still don't know enough to trust McDaniels just yet. but Or, or doing coaches with the roster just roster?
1: Just roster. Just
0: roster? Okay. Uh, Chargers won. Broncos, two Raiders, three Chiefs, four. Okay, yeah, We That's all have the same. All the same. But trust. I think the, the Broncos and Raiders are really close.
1: Yeah, I think so too. Yeah. Um, all right. Now we get to imagine the games being played, not just looking at the roster. And I think this is where we're going to differentiate. Um, I'll start. For me, Broncos, Chiefs, Raiders, Chargers. <laughs> of
2: course, of course. And Ryan, I think you're... I think it's a fun little bit to to be hating against the Chargers. It's and not say, a bit. And, it's and, backed
1: up by just results. Ex-
2: and saying that they're just going to Charger whatever that means fall apart uh so, some
1: some things in the universe terrible are going, injury exactly it, uh, some things
2: in the universe
1: are going to happen they're gonna miss like three mm-hmm. last second field goals again yeah. that
2: that's fun it, it's it's fun to say until it doesn't some, happen somebody's cracking
1: it's even
0: more
2: fun to watch it, it, mm-hmm. it, I, hey i i love watching it too um but i don't that, because guys get hurt i hate
0: i don't it. want to see guys get hurt I, I don't, unfortunately like, that's just like you poor tyrod you i the mean like tyrod Needle puncturing his lung. That could only happen to the Chargers. Yeah. That doesn't happen to anybody else. In
1: fact, though, that was kind of a good thing for the Chargers because mm-hmm. it got Justin Herbert on it. Was. Yeah, it field. was, but that's not going to happen no. uh, th- oh. this year.
2: That's going to stop, and it's going it's to cute. be this year. And what? One of the reasons, though, actual facts behind it. What did you say? The Chargers are one in four in close games, or something?
0: Close three games decided by three points or fewer, or overtime. Last year they were one in four.
2: Okay, so that's going to even out. One thing that uh, that we loved was brandon staley's aggressiveness and really really grabbing Mm. analytics and running with it there were some things where everyone is saying what is he doing going for it on fourth and one from what their own 29 or something and then Mm. turns out the analytics actually back that up he lost on pretty much every single one of those that he did last yep. year. Mm-hmm. That is going to change. Sure. Now, maybe it doesn't flip from, let's say he was 0-10 last year. It's not going to go 10-0 and this year. Uh, but if it evens out to 5-5, five and five, then they're going to win a couple more games just because of that, because they do come in very clutch situations. Mm-hmm. And Justin Herbert, he hasn't arrived yet fully. He's still going to get better. And what he's done in his first two years is so scary. And the fact that they are, they're doing the opposite of what the Chiefs are doing right now. They're seeing a window right now, and they are capitalizing on it. The window is, of course, uh, a cost-controlled quarterback drink, drink, and they are going <laughs> all after it. So I think the Chargers, I think they're going to win the division.
0: Here's the, the only thing that I think could could mess that up, and it's something they're going to have to fight every year, is basically having a road environment at home.
1: Yeah. All right, really quick. Do you smell that, Zach? No. It's the smell of pizza. Pizza bet. Nah. Chargers finish one or two in the division. You win. Chargers yep. finish three or yep. four in the yep. division. We're island. locked in. Let's go. <laughs> All right, well, let's go. <laughs> did we already have a Chargers-based pizza bet?
2: Um, it we did. Was and was we, that just last we year? We pushed
1: our pizza bets last year. Yes, it was getting to 11 wins. I think it was. 10? It was like if they have eleven or more, you win. If they have nine or less, yeah, I win. Yeah. And eleven was a push. And they were at nine yeah. and eight, so I lost yeah. that. Okay, one, all right? right? Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. And then, and then, then I Mac the Mac Jones something. Yep, yep, yep. The
2: what was the other one? There was one that I won too.
1: Uh, it's something with the Patriots. <laughs> yeah. I need to keep. I need to keep a chart of this. <laughs> yes, we do. Um, <laughs> all right. Uh, do you want to give your full? Oh,
2: did the Patriots make the playoffs last year?
1: Yes. No. Yes, they did. They yes. lost. That,
2: that's what it it's was. easy that's to forget because oh, they got right, stomped they got, by the right, Bills right, right. Like, It was the
0: Patriots making they the didn't playoffs. Score? <laughs> <laughs> the whole yeah, the disappointment was that Buffalo didn't get 50 on them.
1: Right. Well, yeah. Was it 47? zero no, no no it was like 16 or don't something like that with right. mac like I that mean, <laughs> um i i i was at a bachelor party so it's a little <laughs> fuzzy um
0: i briefly comment contemplate still putting the patriots in the playoffs despite everything going on i mean mm. i just it's weird like because you look like at the afc now and, and it's fair to say the dolphins it's all going to come down to the quarterback but now, I mean, now all of a sudden it's a little bit harder for Buffalo, and it's a lot harder for the Patriots because yeah. the Dolphins have that kind of explosiveness, and the Patriots just lost J.C. Jackson on the back end, and they lost Bill Bell or, or they lost uh, Josh McDaniels yeah. as offensive tactician. So, you know, the Pats are kind of that's why it's why when I did the seven playoff teams in the AFC, I had the Pats on the outside looking in. Would love for, right for the now.
1: Broncos to draw the Patriots in the playoffs. Oh, it'd be fantastic. I, um, yep. All right, so I have Broncos, Chiefs. Raiders, Chargers. You mm-hmm. have Chargers, Broncos. Broncos. We both okay. have
2: that, and then uh, Chiefs, Raiders. Okay. However, I think all four teams have a winning record, mm. and I think that bet on DraftKings Sportsbook at plus two thousand for every team, every team in the AFC West to make the playoffs, is super close. I don't know if it's if it's actually going to happen. You need a but tiebreaker. Mm-hmm. I, I'm I'm seeing this division. Broncos and Chargers. no, cause we did this. We went through the schedule and I had the Broncos mm. eleven and six. The Chargers twelve and five. The Broncos and Chiefs eleven and six. Broncos get the tiebreaker and Raiders ten and seven. I mean that's how good this is. I
0: would actually I'm gonna go Broncos, Chargers, both eleven and six. Chargers win the tiebreaker, Raiders ten and seven, Chiefs nine and eight.
1: Mm. Man, I can't imagine yeah. a Patrick Mahomes team losing eight games. Yeah, that I mean, it can happen. I'm just saying mm-hmm. I like it's almost unfathomable to me.
2: And and who it, what it boiled down to was yes, the Raiders have a better roster than the Chiefs. Even though I like Derek Carr and and I really respect him and love what they're doing for him this offseason. Come on. I just I can't put
1: Patrick Mahomes down. Well, and that's why I have them too despite having the right. worst uh Worst roster in the division. I just think he's going to pull out magic.
0: Let's come. Yeah, but the thing is, like, it's easy to kind of figure out eight losses because, sure. Let's say they split the division. They go three and three, and then say they lose at Tampa Bay, at Cincinnati. Buffalo comes in and beats them in Kansas City, just like they did in the regular season last year,
1: and should have done in the playoffs. Yeah,
0: and then. You know, maybe one, you know, then maybe one of Tennessee or Indianapolis picks picks them off, and and then that, that's that's seven, and then maybe another upset somewhere along the line. I mean, it's, it, I mean, you look at the Chiefs' schedule, and it is just, like, you have the AFC West, you have the NFC West teams, and that really, aside from Seattle, they're all competitive in quality. It's not hard to look at the Chiefs' schedule and say, split with the AFC West, Lose one to the AFC South, lose, so that's four. Lose to the Bengals. Lose to the Bills. Lose to the Bucks, and lose an NFC West game. There's there's eight losses. Yeah, and that, Rams, and it's they would have they would have lost to a bunch of really good teams. Yeah, totally. a,
2: definitely. Yeah Definitely, and I just think what the AFC West is going to happen is they're going to cannibalize themselves in the division games. I think you know, let's just say everyone splits it three yeah. and three. And then I don't think the AFC West is going to lose much outside the division at at all. And uh, maybe my bold take for today is the Bengals don't make the playoffs. Cincinnati Mm. doesn't make the playoffs. Wow. I mean, they're going to get beat up by, not really Pittsburgh, a little bit by Cleveland. And I'm going to say Baltimore gets that playoff spot from there. Mm. And then you're not going to make it from that division if you're not winning the division.
1: It's pretty crazy. I it mean, is, yeah. The whole the whole AFC should just <laughs> pull away and just yeah. do their own league. But yeah. are
0: the Bengals a better team today than they were in the Super Bowl? Yep. Yeah. Because I they built, rebuilt that offensive line, and I don't <sighs> think they're done. I think they're, I think they're I, coming I, back. I think yeah. they're regressing this year. I I, I think they're going to add another – they're, they're going to use their round one pick on offensive linemen too. They, they, and so there might be a little bit of kind of chemistry building that's going to be the goal of their offseason. It's going to be the goal of their training camp. But that line, it was almost the reason why they lost the Titans in the divisional round. It was the reason why they lost the Super Bowl and they fixed it.
1: Off the top of my head, the Chiefs might legitimately be one of like three teams in the AFC West that got worse or in the AFC that got worse Mm -hmm. this offseason. Yeah. Like if you just look around, Mm -hmm. you're like, okay, the Browns got better. The Broncos got better. The Chargers got better. The Raiders got better, Um, you know. Uh, the Bengals got better. The the Ravens obviously are going to have a healthy Lamar Jackson. They got better. Like, it. You can
2: make a case that going from uh, Ben Roethlisberger to Mitchell Trubisky, the Steelers got better. <laughs> yeah. I mean, absolutely. the only
0: like who clearly got worse. The Texans. The Chiefs. Um, I think the Texans probably stood pat.
1: Well, yeah. I guess they I'm just counting. Like, yeah. Them losing Deshaun but Watson. The
0: Jaguars got better. I mean, the Colts got better. Did the, I think the Titans got Titans a half got step worse? worse. Yeah. Okay. Um, they didn't do anything. And then, they, I mean, Robert Woods is a nice pickup, but yeah. Julio Jones was not what they expected. They did cut Roger Saffold on the offensive line as well. And- but they'll get Derrick Henry back. So I think maybe on maybe on balance they're a little worse, but the Chiefs clearly got worse. The Patriots, with losing J.C. Jackson and losing Josh McDaniels calling the plays, they clearly got worse too. Does this so-
1: open some space up for the Chiefs to like bring back honey badger or stuff like that he's done he's not going back to the Mm. chiefs
2: in fact did you see what he tweeted this morning Uh um let me let me find it chris harris
1: jr dunking on his old team
2: yep exactly okay i got it he said the top of one mountain is the bottom of the next dot 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 let's put that work on
1: Oh, he wants to come hike in Colorado. (laughs)
2: Maybe, Mm. maybe.
1: Let's go. 14ers all day, Tyron. (laughs) Yep. Uh, All right. Before we move on, I want to give a shout out to our friends, Light Shade Dispensary, where you can get 25% off each purchase, not your first purchase. Each purchase at Lightshade Dispensary, you can get 25% off. And over there, they have Ripple products, which is a fast acting dissolvable, clinically proven to hit two times faster than the leading gummy. So it quite literally hits different. Um, starts absorbing within 10 minutes, so you can depend on a consistent experience every time. Check out Ripple, check out Lightshade Dispensary, find one near you, shop online. Uh, And use the code DNVR to get 25% off every single time you go over there.
2: If you want to feel better day in and day out, check out our friends over at Athletic Greens because they're providing a product that in one delicious scoop, all you do is put it in eight ounces of water right when you wake up. Here's what it gives you. 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source, superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to help you start your day. This blend of ingredients helps your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy recovery, focus aging all the things it's pretty much a magical scoop uh all it is and it, it's it costs less than a cup of coffee every single day it has over seven five star reviews and we're all using it and it's keto friendly uh it's vegan it's dairy free gluten free anyone can have this and it makes you feel so much better has helped make me feel so much better
1: got to get the ag glow mm-hmm. when, when you have it people will notice I mean, why are you glowing so much why does your skin look so vibrant it's that AG glow. It's that mm-hmm. AG
2: glow. And if you want to get that glow one, they're giving you a special deal. If you go to athleticgreens.com slash broncos, you will get five free travel packs with your first purchase and a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D. That's athleticgreens.com
1: slash broncos. All right. A uh, couple things that I just, we need to touch on that we haven't mm-hmm. um, because the Chiefs decided to be dum-dums today. Um Kwon Williams. Your thoughts, just briefly.
2: Uh, good signing. You know, $3.5 million to bring a guy in uh, in the slot. He's experienced. He's a veteran guy. He's going to fill that hole for a really reasonable price. And he's he's not just a good slot corner in terms of being a corner. He's a really good tackler, too, and kind of a playmaker. That's something the Broncos needed.
0: Yeah, I mean, you talk about, I believe it's he's the only guy with, I believe, it's 15 passes, defenses. Passes defense five sacks five forced fumbles over the last five seasons. Wow, mm-hmm. him and Logan Ryan are the only two players with that. It shows you how I mean how they use him from time to time mm-hmm. in the pass rush, and he's very effective. Even last year had about one every f- five one of every five pass rushes resulted in a pressure on the quarterback. Twenty Pro Football Focus. So he's got that element to him as well. He's well versed in in zone concepts pretty solid fit i think
1: yeah uh, i love that he can kind of be used as a weapon they clearly like to bring him in from the slot after the quarterback um that's kind of a fun addition that maybe you wouldn't have got with a bryce callahan Mm -hmm. exactly Um, and then the other thing i guess i would ask about this is does it cross bryce callahan off the list for the broncos um, and w- what about, you know, where do they stand with Cream Jackson, that sort of thing?
2: Yeah, pretty much it, it crosses a, another slot corner like that, but but not entirely. You know, if, if Bryce finds out the market is nothing and the Broncos bring him back at two or three, it makes a lot of sense to bring Bryce back because you're going to be playing a lot of dime then, and that makes a lot of sense. You have depth, you got really good corner, but it's certainly not... I, I, so I shouldn't say it takes him off the board, but it certainly knocks his priority level down, and the Broncos will only get him if he kind of falls in their lap.
0: Yeah, and I mean, I think we might... Uh, see some of these moves th- these <laughs> last moves on the roster uh made even as you get toward the summer and training camp i think you'll see obviously the broncos i think uh they're at what about 17 million dollars of space as of uh, this morning and not every contract was accounted for but they want to have enough room for the draft picks plus some buffer to bring in somebody in camp or into the regular season so I wouldn't be surprised if the Broncos, you know, patch a couple of holes with veterans that people know even into training camp and maybe, you know, an Evan Mathis type of signing that we saw back in 2015, for example. So,
1: all right. And yeah. in terms
2: of Kareem Jackson, yeah, that one's still very much on the table. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, th- I think that's what happens. I don't really know what we're waiting for. Uh, I think last year it was Kareem was on the market for 10 full days. We're getting right about 10 full days right now, so I wouldn't be surprised to see that happen.
1: I'm holding out hope for Honey Badger until it doesn't happen. Mm. Um, all right, last thing that I want to touch on before we hit these comments. How about that Russ vid that dropped yesterday?
2: Oh, baby. Oh, baby. He's already got the guys together. He hasn't even been on the team for one full week, and he's already got the guys out.
1: At his house? that has a football field in the back with <laughs> his Probably. logo
0: on the field yes. i mean it was I man that's a beautiful spot by the way the palm he's out yeah. in san diego the palm trees and all that i'll admit i'm not excited about uh, the video because it's against air there's no defenders the exciting thing is seeing so many guys together one week after yeah. he officially became a bronco I that's the th- that's
1: the thing I don't know how why it's like this, but there's just something about when you have that guy at quarterback, Mm -hmm. you get these things happen. When you don't, for whatever reason, they just don't happen. I don't know if it's like everyone wants to get in Russell's on his good side. So, you know, it's like um, when he says, hey, come to San Diego, everyone's like, okay, yeah, we're there. Because like Mm – Drew Locke talked about doing this sort of stuff, but we never actually saw it happen. We saw it happen in Denver a couple times, mm-hmm. um, but there's something about like you have a great quarterback; they can tell the, those guys to go anywhere. Well, I have a theory th-
0: on this, though, real quick. A lot of those got the quarterbacks who are that who are the guy like Russ, like Peyton Manning was. They have res- resources at their disposal that a young quarterback does not have. I mean, like Peyton Manning, like when he was getting the Duke sessions going. Couple of times he would say, "Hey, you know, if if you come out here, I'll make sure that you get a ticket to Duke Carolina at Cameron."
3: Mm.
0: There was I would all, say, "I'll there, make
1: sure you get a ticket to catching a pass in a game." Yeah. Well, <laughs> there's always
0: a little sweetener that gets thrown, and certainly, you know, Russ has the resources to say, "Hey, you know, I'll I'll get your tickets, your first class flight, and get you out here to San
2: Diego." Also on top of that, look at the resources that Peyton Manning had. He was able to use Duke's facility. Look at the resource that Russell Wilson has. It appears his backyard is is a football field right there. Like you said, Drew was doing it at high school fields and and I don't blame Drew. He didn't, he didn't have those facilities, but it's probably harder to convince guys to come back to Denver a couple of weeks before OTAs to just go out to a high school field. And then also probably taking them all out to nice. Exactly. And and, and. and also probably putting them up either in a hotel or his room or his house is a hotel where, where they get to stay, yeah. uh, so the resources all over are just so different. And then it, certainly it does go to. I don't want to piss Russ off. Yeah. I, I want to get on his good side right away. And then you see Russ tweeting uh, about Cortland Sutton. Mm-hmm. You got to think Cortland Sutton's feeling great about Russ tweeting yeah. this.
0: The, the nice dinners are a thing because that was another part of the of the Manning sessions totally. as well. They'd go over to this really this probably the best steakhouse in the area. It's a place called the Angus Barn. They'd go over there a couple of times. Yep. Um, they, there were some shenanigans going on with the bill from time uh, yes. to time, <laughs> uh, real
1: quick. A lot of people asking, where was Jerry Judy? Jerry Judy has a very legitimate reason for not mm-hmm. being there. From what I've heard. Yeah. Um, yep. he has, he has
2: a, a personal matter yes.
1: that, that he's taken care of Yeah. that aside, Jerry, please just log off. Just stop tweeting. Just yeah. delete Twitter. Yeah. He, he never does anything positive for himself on that website. Look, I get him saying like, you guys, it's not, it's none of your business where I am and he's right. He doesn't need to like. It's you don't need to put down the fans um, just to like make to to show people that you know it doesn't you know that it's none of their business. Just it is none of their business. So just don't say anything. Right. Don't 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 make it
2: their business at all. And and I agree. And I'm not mad at all that Jerry's not there. He is taking care of his own things. Uh, On kind of a, a side note though. I thought it was really cool Lloyd Cushenberry was there. Uh, yep. That was mm-hmm. the only offensive lineman I saw. I saw uh, both of the backup quarterbacks there. Obviously, pretty much every wide receiver uh, was there. You saw Albert O there, and then Lloyd Cushenberry. I think that's a very smart move for a guy that is going to be in a competition this offseason to get a leg up and to, uh, to start building that chemistry. You with need
0: Russ. an all-time center.
1: Yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. you, you, well, you also just need to get comfortable with someone sticking their hands between your legs. Really true.
2: Feeling mm. you up in that San Diego heat. <laughs> mm.
1: Exactly. Um, but yeah, I just, I wish Jerry would just not. It's it somehow he makes it himself look bad in a situation where he doesn't deserve to look bad. He right. was
0: fine until he used the word irrelevant to describe That's what I mean. Everybody. Like, you don't need you to can't tell do the that. fans yeah. that they're
1: irrelevant. I just, yeah. I don't know. I, I'm probably the biggest Jerry Judy believer um around and even i'm like starting to get just peeved by like the constant somehow digging himself into holes over and over again Mm -hmm. yeah so uh, and it also just is such a shame that he can't be there yeah um because you would just feel like i mean you would just feel like you're falling behind it's like um if you were on the bachelor and you didn't get you weren't there for the first week Right. You know, everyone right. else has a relationship and you, you don't. You better yet. blow him away. Yeah, you better come in hot. If anyone can do it, it's probably Jerry with his talent. True. Maybe he just like post a couple workout vids and tag <laughs> There you go. There you go. So he knows. <laughs> so he doesn't forget about you. All right, let's jump in. Let's hit these super chats quick before we get into the comments from the listener. First one here from J-Day. Is this Russell's best receiving core he's had? Man,
2: it's, uh, it's certainly up there, but you can't forget about Tyler Lockett and DK. DK. And those are really two good players. And honestly, if you look at them, you see a lot of similarities with what, with what the Broncos have. Now, DK may be even more dangerous than Cortland Sutton. I think he's kind of proved that so far in his career. And then what does Jerry turn out to be? Does Jerry turn out to be the guy we thought he was? Does he live up to that first-round pick? That's still out there right now. I think that's fair to say that, that we're not sure about that. If he does then yeah, I think this Broncos group. But right now, man, those are two established guys that the Broncos have to get past.
1: We've never seen any of these guys with a good quarterback, so it's just hard to tell. Mm-hmm. Um, But what I'll say is if you were to say go top three wide receivers and top tight end, best he's had, probably. Right. Yeah, if, if I'm projecting a little bit what these guys will look like with a good quarterback, mm-hmm. probably the best full group he's had.
2: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's also projecting about what Alberto can do as a true number one. Totally. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I'm very high on that. Me too. I, I am as
1: well. All right. Next one here from uh, Sidhu. Um, with Browning moving to outside linebacker, do we sign Wagner?
2: And I think this is a, a bigger conversation that we have, but oh, I'll yeah. just focus on that last part. Do we sign Bobby Wagner? I, I don't think so. Yeah. No, I, I don't think that's why they want to try Browning at outside.
1: If... If they were moving Browning outside because they're bringing in Bobby Wagner and they don't have a spot for him inside, I'll change my opinion sure, on absolutely. how I feel about them moving him yep, outside. Yep,
2: yeah. And I'd say tune in tomorrow. You're
0: yep. just like spend all the money.
1: Yeah. Well, yeah. We, Go we, in. Do the, do do the charges doing exactly. <laughs> 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 last one here uh, in the super chat category from Bryce from North Dakota and I plan on coming to at least two to three games this upcoming season definitely gonna check out the DnVR bar as a pre-game spot let's go Bryce Ooh, pre-games here mm, post games here can't wait. away games yeah. here it's gonna all pop of the off. games yeah. here <laughs> yeah the tail I mean the tailgate uh, the the physical tailgate is gonna be a, a party of all, like we're gonna need to get bigger speakers we may need, need to a... just
2: get the whole parking lot, all of Mile High. Yeah. <laughs> um,
1: but also the tailgate show. Mm-hmm. What a different vibe that's going to be. Yep.
2: Everything's uh, going to be
1: different. Everything has changed. Yeah, Everything yep. has changed. So, they right. day
0: drinking yes. for a different reason now. Yes, yes, exactly.
1: All right. Let's uh, jump. Oh, I was, real quick. I was talking to someone the other night here at the bar, and um, his wife was there. She She's not the biggest Broncos fan, not just the biggest football fan. And she's like, I could legitimately tell after a loss if he came straight home or went to dnvr before coming home (laughs) based on his mood if he came from dnvr and they lost his mood wasn't that bad came straight home he was super bummed that's
2: great that is awesome should we jump into the comment section first one coming in from mile high till i die my boys we know how much george payton cover cut can or covers draft picks and with our first and our second gone this year i'm sure he's not looking to give up any more draft capital but i suppose or i pose this scenario to you let's say we get into the last few picks of the first round of the draft and there's still a player available that is in the top 10 to top 15 on the broncos draft board do you think george payton would give even up even more precious draft picks to trade back into the first round and get his guy it might be hard to say no especially if it's a right tackle and we could shore up that offensive line for years to come what say you yeah
0: no because you'd have to because first of all you'd have to trade probably your 2024 first round pick to do it as part of a deal and second of all the picks to to, to other teams have less value the further out they are so what about I your, don't I, I I don't like that value at all on the, on the kind of deal you'd make what no.
2: about your remaining second which is at the end of the second mm-hmm. round in a third could that get you into the end of the first N- no
0: it couldn't probably isn't going to I, yeah I mean yeah. you'd
1: have to maybe get a team that really wanted to move back didn't didn't like yeah. the board at all but it's not likely but I'm I'm saying just from a Peyton perspective I don't think he's so married to draft picks that he's you know holding on to them just to hold on to them the reason he likes having so many draft picks is because it allows you to be aggressive in things well like the that. other
0: thing also the re if you're making your long-term plans here Right now, you've got a quarterback on a $24 million cap figure, which isn't prohibitive. It's you know, it's not cheap, but it's certainly, for Russell Wilson, it's good value. Well, a couple of years from now, you're looking at that maybe being a 50 to $55 million a year number by 2024. You're going to need those. You are going to need those draft picks when Russ has that kind of number. So it's just, if you're making kind of your long-term plan, when you need those picks, they're going to be more valuable in 2024. So I think you just have to hang tight and not make a move like that.
2: George Payton's doing something different this year. He's being aggressive, which he didn't do last year. So if a guy that he loves is there, I I think he makes a move. At least tries. Right. Tipsy Uncle says, I love it, Zach. I thought I was the only one who had the internal question of it was weird if I closed my eyes for haircuts. And I'm an eye closer
1: as well. I think we're
2: all eye closers. uh, It's
1: (laughs) a good hair. If you're getting a haircut from the right person, it is a relaxing experience.
2: And, you know, I couldn't ask my fiance about this because I don't think girls need to close their eyes like guys do because the hair... When they cut it, it's already past their eyes. So right, right. so I never thought to ask her. Now, maybe girls still close their, their eyes for haircuts. But uh, but I just didn't think it was the same apples to apples.
1: Yeah, any any women out there yes. in the comments, let us know if you're an eye-closer yes. <laughs> at the salon.
2: Fangio Schmangio is probably an eye-closer at the salon. Or probably. maybe an eye-open guy. He says, yo, uh, whatever happened to Carrie to Vincent Jr., the slot corner from LSU we drafted last year? Haven't heard anything since training camp. Now was- signing Williams from San Fran makes him expendable.
1: He was traded to the Eagles? Yes. Mm-hmm. I don't remember what the return was. So he's was.
2: definitely expendable. I think he was a
1: sixth or seventh round pick. He got a, or, six, or that's it what they a got sixth. It was a sixth
0: because he was a seventh round pick, yep. and they converted him into a sixth round pick.
1: What a... George Payton's a wizard,
2: man. He is. He is. NZ Zach, I I believe that's New Zealand. Zach says, my guys, first off, I have to thank you for your ongoing fantastic work. Life is great with DNVR in it. Thank you. Thank you. Mace mentioned Tom Brady's highest paid year being 13.5% of the cap, which leads me to my question. Over the last 20 years, what is the highest paid quarterback percentage to the cap to win a Super Bowl? Does this change the way you'd approach paying your quarterback one? Why not pay Rush a percentage of the cap? That way, if the cap rises, so would his salary. Thoughts? Kind regards, Zachary. Zachary, I love your thoughts here, but Russ is going to say, okay, you're trying to be creative here, but what you're doing is you're trying to get a discount yeah. on me because that 13.5% or whatever that number is, 12%, would be way less than the $50 million,
1: $40 million contract he's the, going to get. The most yeah. in the last 20 years was Tom Brady with the Buccaneers in 2020 i believe to
0: win a super bowl that was 12.6 percent to get to the super bowl it was actually peyton manning in 09 with the colts 18.8 matt ryan number yeah matt ryan 15.3 in super bowl 51 and then right behind that was peyton manning with the broncos in 2013 when he broke all the records at 14.2 i'm not
1: willing to make the case that the reason those teams didn't win the Super Bowl that made it there yeah. is because they spent too much on their quarterback. I no, agree, and, and yeah. that,
2: it'll it's especially now it's going to happen where a fifty million dollar quarterback wins, and then this conversation goes to bed. And right now, the, that 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 record breaking mm-hmm. number, the twelve and a half percent, would be paying Russell Wilson or a quarterback right around twenty six million. Broncos right now, Russ's cap hit $24 million. So maybe this is their true window this year to do it. Uh, or maybe even next year, if you wait till next year to sign him and then you keep the cap number low again in 2023. Uh, but that's what it would be, and that's why Russ would say, no, I'm not taking that because that's about half the pay.
0: So let's look at that Manning figure in 09 when they lost the Saints because, look, Super Bowl outcomes can be kind of random, right? Yep, I yeah, mean, very. The, the Bucks beat the Chiefs. Good for them. They took advantage of the fact that the Chiefs came in with basically a duct tape offensive line by that point mm-hmm. and were able to attack the Chiefs where they were weakest. So if you, in 2024, the expectation is a cap of $260 million because by then you're past all the, the, the COVID accounting. That would, to if you hit the Peyton Manning figure, 18.8%, that would mean your cap figure would be $48.88 million
1: which you should be able to do.
0: Right, I mean, now we're talking Russ 50 to 55. Yeah. We know about the Deshaun Watson deal, that's gonna be 50, that's 55. So maybe a 40 to 50 million, 40 to $48 million quarterback, it kind of ends up being the sweet spot. Yeah, but
1: I mean, again, like, you know, the the Falcons didn't blow a 28 to three lead because Matt Ryan got paid too much. right? right.
2: Unless that's all he thought about and the
1: second half of the Super Bowl <laughs> was, man, if I
2: blow this.
0: And that, and his contract under 2024 projected accounting, Matt Ryan would have been $40 million. Yep.
2: Yeah, so. I just you, you just have to pay the right guy. But yeah. no, it doesn't impact whether you pay right. the guy.
1: Next one's from Gwai. Yep. Uh Good day, boys. Listening to yesterday's podcast when you talked about rock and roll part two. Brought back some memories on the only time I saw the Broncos play in Kansas City in 2005. We left Melbourne in a 100-degree temperature and flew to Kansas City via L.A. where it was below 10 degrees, coldest Ooh. day of my life. Dante Hall returned the opening kick for a touchdown, and things only got worse after that. That was
0: actually 4 not 5
1: Okay. Yeah. I believe you.
0: Oh, 5 was a close game. Uh, 4 was a blowout. During that
1: song, Hall. I had thousands of Chiefs fans pointing at me, uh, chanting, we're going to beat the hell out of you, 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 you. Oh, no. uh, in tune with the beat. Then... When the game was finished, this little 12-year-old punk came up to me and said, do you know what I like about you? And I said, what? And he said, nothing. <laughs> oh, my gosh. His dad patted him on the head and said, way to go, son. Oh, my gosh. They were gosh. the most arrogant, aggressive fans I've ever experienced whenever the Chiefs lose a big game like last year's Super Bowl, the AFC Championship game this year. I think about that little 12-year-old boy who's now probably 30 and hope he's crying himself to sleep. <laughs> love the rivalry. Hate the team. Go Russ. Go Broncos. Have a great day, boys. Aussie Dan. What Man, a, I love it. Wow. Great story. <laughs> I love it. Also, That's a great story. I respect the kid.
2: Ah, uh, and maybe it'll flip. Maybe it'll be twelve-year-old kids in Denver. Wait, you respect that. the kid for that?
1: Yeah, that's hilarious. Do you
2: respect the dad?
0: Uh, See, yeah. I, <laughs> I, I, I th- honestly like. Uh, if, it's not if, like if he told k- him to go die or anything, he if the kid, made a d- funny if a kid joke. did that, if, if a kid did that to me, I'd be, I'd be like, dude, gr- you know, grow up. By the way, <laughs> grow that day, to that kid. Yeah. he's like, I will eventually. <laughs> right. By the way, the uh, wind chill that day was minus one. <sighs> That's why, like the oh, that was O four. That's why I think he was referring to O four because it was fifteen degrees, chill of minus one. I remember looking out the hotel window when I woke up that morning and just, you know how like some days just look cold because you see the steam like rising mm-hmm. everywhere. Oh man, and that was that was an ugly game.
1: Kansas City cold sucks. Yeah, really sucks. Kansas City, like uh, Kansas, City. Uh, Kansas,
0: the food. Kansas and Kansas City that's where you start getting some humidity with the cold mm-hmm. as you go east and yep. that's where it gets and it and it, and that's where it starts getting
2: brutal
1: yeah i'm going back i I like the chirp from the kid. I think that was hilarious.
2: Yeah. <laughs> really quick, I've seen it in the comments section a lot. If you're tuning in live, hit us with a peace sign. Let's see oh, as many peace yeah. signs Check as we can deuces. get in here. We'd love it. Also, hit us with a thumbs up. If you're watching on Twitter, jump over to YouTube. We really appreciate it. Hit us with a five-star review on iTunes as well. Subscribe to the YouTube channel. Turn on alerts. We
1: really appreciate all the support. Yes, yeah, so if you're happy, Tyreek Hill is out of the division. Peace. Check up the deuces in the comment section. <laughs> By the way, uh, if you
0: can see the Malone extension, different sport. Support. Michael Malone. Uh, yeah, Woj bomb. Let's go. Nuggets coach Michael Malone has agreed on a multi-year contract extension.
1: Mm. I love him. Yeah, I love him. Yeah. Uh, Melbourne Bronco. Hi guys. So, what are the chances of Hackett and or Dangerous? Wilson appearing on Three Ring Circus. Cheers. Let's ride. Mm -hmm. Not not terrible. No,
2: not terrible at all. I love it. I love it. Pig Tosser 66 says, guys, is this real life? This is 2012 all over again, except maybe even better because of how bad we have sucked the last five years. Unbelievable. And that comment came in this morning.
1: Yeah, this Mm. is going to be crazy because even the first Manning year, the Broncos are coming off of a playoff appearance. Yeah. It's not like they were coming out of the depths of hell. Mm. Like they are right now. And the magic of Tim Tebow. Right. Yeah. I mean, it was fun. Like that year was fun. (laughs) Yeah. The last five years have not been fun. No. And it's about to get really fun. Yep. Really fast. It's already really fun. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) And oh, by the way, says
2: just a reminder that the Broncos now have two hall of fame quarterbacks on the roster. What a time to be alive. Shout who out do you go- Kendall. Hinton. Absolutely. He was there yesterday too. <laughs> he was. Who do you guys think ends up, or, or who do you guys end up? Who do you guys think ends up being Russ's favorite target by the end of his first season? I got to
1: go with the only evidence I have. Actually, I have a little bit of evidence for two different guys now, but I'm going with the one that Russell Wilson said first yeah. three different times in his press conference, which was Tim Patrick. Uh, uh, he loves the guy. And then he said it in the press conference. And then he, I was watching, I think it was the behind the Broncos video of Russ coming to Denver. By the way, they've, the Broncos have done an incredible job. And Tim was at that, the press
0: conference too. Right. With yeah. that production. Yeah.
1: But then there's like a little side thing where they're talking to Russ again. And he's like, yeah, you just got guys like Tim Patrick here. Then you, they see each other in the hallway and Tim's like starstruck. I just, those two guys... I feel like they're going to be besties. And yeah.
2: I'm I'm just going based off depth chart, it's going to be Cortland Sutton. All right. Because I think he's the next guy right there. He was always mentioning Cortland next, and I think Jerry gets one more year to, to truly be that two, at least at the start of the season. So I think Cortland gets the opportunity. I think Tim,
0: the thing with Tim Patrick, though, is, like, I always thought that a great quarterback would love him. Because when, when we were in another universe thinking about, oh, if the Broncos traded a receiver to Green Bay, I used to think, you know, Tim Patrick with Aaron Rodgers would put up some yep. huge numbers. Yep. And it's his reliability. When I say favorite target,
1: I don't necessarily mean best stats.
0: Mm, That's what I was thinking.
1: I I mean like third and seven, Mm -hmm. uh, fourth quarter. Where's he looking? Sure. sure. Yeah,
2: Yeah. Yeah. I can buy it. The chemistry is there already. Howler bro surf says praise be one of the most vile and detestable players in the NFL. Maybe leaving Kansas city is leaving kansas city hope the door doesn't hit him on the way out or it does does. without without him and the chiefs will be way easier to game plan against kelsey is great but he was slowing down and his game isn't a breaker when you don't house also have to account for hill on the other side likewise Mahomes is still great but not having that duo will be an adjustment for him let's go well said Mm -hmm. howler bro Surf. and kind of like i pointed to earlier in the pod we're going to see just how great Patrick Mahomes is. Is he a guy that can carry anyone on his back, or does he need that help?
1: I do have to say it, it is a kind of uh, uh, unsettling that in the same week, Deshaun Watson becomes the highest-paid quarterback ever, and Tyreek Kill becomes the highest-paid wide receiver ever. Yeah. It's disappointing. Yeah, yep. It is.
0: Another thing, I know you want to root for Mike McDaniel, but now Mike McDaniel's team has Tyree Kill.
1: Yeah. But they got Tua. But they have Tua. Tua's he's likable.
2: Um They're uh, receiving court with Waddle, Tyreek yeah. Hill. They're doing so. Like ma- it's like it's straight Madden.
1: By the stuff. way, did it you
0: is. did you see when Teddy was asked whether he was the backup and mm-hmm. he's like I'm going to keep those conversations private? Yeah, wh- what the hell
2: is I, that?
1: I Tua's Tua's the star. Tua has to they're, be the they're guy. They're giving Tua uh,
2: this year. By Me- the way,
1: um someone in our Madden league who has Tyreek Hill was trying to actually replicate this like a week ago, getting Waddle and Hill together. And I'll tell you this, the offer that he made um, for Waddle even was way more than what the Chiefs got. (laughs) Yeah, exactly.
2: Yep, because they're playing a Madden game down there in Miami. Yep. Yeah. Next one from Orange is the new sack. Do you think there's any chance Russ comes to Denver if Vic is still the coach? I think Russ laughs at George when he is told about the personality or possibility of a trade here. Also, do you think that's why George fired Vic to look more appealing to a potential quarterback in the offseason?
1: I say it's too hard to tell. Um, I think it's a possibility that the whole thing goes down and Russ shows up in Denver and uh, – you know there was the whole idea of he could have met the coaches met the gm and then said no Mm -hmm. maybe he meets vic fangio and is like this guy sucks i'm out but i don't i don't don't think it's possible who would have been the
0: oc in a vic fangio return because
1: was there rumors of anyone i'm trying to remember
0: I mean, all, all it was was Pat Shermer's gone. the, the rumor, what the rumor was, Matt Nagy reunion because oh, of course right. he worked under Matt Nagy in Chicago. I don't think so either. And I think the other thing is also, I really think that George Payton's decision was not driven by what he might be able to do at the quarterback position. I think it was driven by just what he had seen over the year in terms of Vic Fangio kind of running, help, having a key place in running the
1: organization
0: and a head coach, you know, has to be somebody who connects with people throughout the organization. And that wasn't Vic Fangio.
1: Someone in the comments talking about KJ Hamler. It's so hard for me to talk about KJ Hamler because I, I, yeah, if he's healthy, he's going to be amazing. We're talking about, you know, three deep at wide receiver plus the tight end best that Russ has ever had. We're not even considering KJ. Mm -hmm. I'm at that point with him where it's like I can't consider him until he's actually out there but just to to you know to not forget about him if he's healthy and it, you know and he's out there he's going to add a whole other dynamic to this offense yeah
2: and what did we say last year right when he got injured we said we need to not count on K.J. Hamler anymore. Yeah. And if he shows up, yeah. and not shows up in that sort of way, but if he's able to play and is healthy, then great. What a great boost, but you don't want to count on him anymore because he, his body has proven to us that he
1: shouldn't be counted on. And that's really unfortunate. It has yeah. nothing to do with him. It's just a, but a it, shitty but thing. But it's
2: how you have to now think about it. It's totally. how George Payton should be approaching it.
1: Yeah, and it even
0: sucks. and even when he plays, his drop rate is still way too high. Yeah. 43 cashable passes, 8, eight drops.
1: It's, it's such a low sample size though you know what I mean
0: but that's what he was at Penn State yeah so he hasn't shown that he's any different in the pros than he was in college Mm -hmm. and so it's just possible that you're going to that if you're going to have him be viable for the long term you're going to have to live with a high drop rate in all likelihood
1: anytime I close my eyes I just see highlights of Russ throwing to Broncos Mm -hmm. receivers um and like once out of every 12 It's KJ Hamler running a slot fade and Russell Wilson just perfectly dropping it in the bucket in the end zone. And we
2: have Samuel Bisou saying, is KJ the fastest wide receiver in the division now? If he's healthy. Yeah, yeah.
1: he's healthy. Yeah, he a full hamstring.
2: And Windy City Bronco rounds us off here, says watching other teams scramble for wide receivers is making me appreciate Peyton that much more. We got two good receivers for the price of one elite receiver. Raiders gave up a first and a second round pick and will pay him $28 million a year. Miami's giving up a first, second, fourth, and two more three-day picks. Actually, three more day picks for Hill and will pay him $25 million a year. The Adam... The Adams trade makes a bit more sense to me because of how he pairs with the rest of the Raiders receivers. Miami's more seems particularly insane given who they have playing quarterback right now. I actually don't think it's the same. Tua is a great deep uh, deep ball quarterback. That that may be what he needs. Now he has his guy in Waddle. Now he's got another fantastic uh, deep threat there. I, I think it makes sense. And and I like that Miami's given Tua all the opportunities to succeed this final year.
1: They're going to be fun to watch for sure. They are. I mean- they are just to see what Mike McDaniel does with that offense with those weapons.
2: Yep, and you know who really should have got, who really should have made a push for Tyreek Hill is the Packers. They they should have Ooh. because they were willing to pay DeVonte Adams that money. DeVonte just said I'm not playing for you. So all it would have been essentially take the picks that they got for DeVonte Adams, they would have swapped DeVonte Adams for Tyreek Hill with Aaron Rodgers right now in wow. in this window that's what they should have done
1: that would have been crazy mm-hmm. um but it came down to the dolphins and the jets as the only two teams who were interested in that how was there mm. not
2: an nfc
0: team also green <sighs> bay as of today has 1.3 million dollars of
1: cap space <laughs> but
0: they were going to be able they've, to figure it out they, the, with davante they, so they they've gotten they to they, they had some though. work to they would have had some work to do in the timeline may have been working against them as well. well you figure I think that they... out. You
2: figure that out when you're in your window, especially mm-hmm. with the quarterback that only has a closing window. Right.
1: That's what I don't understand about the Packers is they gave Aaron Rodgers more money and got worse. Yep. What are we doing here? Very B- bizarre.
0: Because a lot of teams got worse in the NFC. I know I just they're I mean they probably figure hey you know we got a bit worse but look what else happened around us basically <laughs> our chances of being a Super Bowl team are unchanged now that being said their chances of winning in the Super Bowl probably not great
2: Their chances it... of winning in the NFC Championship game got a lot worse cuz the Rams are good mm. and the Bucks are still really
1: good If you good. look around and... the NFC though like This is what blows my mind, and we can wrap up here soon. But this is what blows my mind about Cardinals fans and the way that they act towards Kyler Murray. Mm -hmm. Is he the best young quarterback in the NFC by like a pretty wide margin? Um, uh, probably. Yes. Yeah. I don't even know who else is competing with him off the top of my head. I don't either. It's Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady and Matt Stafford. All these guys who are older.
0: Young quarterbacks. It's based. I mean, you you don't consider Dak Prescott young.
1: Dak is kind of right in between, but I guess if you had to choose, he would be... He's not young. He's not on the Matt Stafford, this is, uh, Tom oh, Brady... He's not it's, year, it's year seven
0: right. for him, right. so he's he's yeah. in his prime. But yeah, young quarterbacks, you're talking Daniel Jones, Jalen Hurts, Sam Darnold. Ugh. Yeah.
1: <laughs> that should make them excited. Kyler <laughs> Murray. Yeah. Their window is going to open here the in other just a thi- couple of years. The other
0: thing also, with San Francisco sitting there, and there, there appears mm-hmm. to be Trilience. not much of a market for Jimmy Garoppolo... Oof. If you're Kyle Shanahan, do you start, look around, take a take a view of the landscape of the NFC and say, okay, look, no. if we have to play Trey Lance, we can
1: still be a playoff
0: team. Oh, yes. Oh, definitely. I Absolutely. thought you were
1: going to say, definitely. do you look around and say, well, we might as well just roll Jimmy no, G again. No, I,
0: I think no. this is a perfect opportunity to get Trey Lance in there and get him some confidence bec- because you can probably be a playoff team with what you still have on that roster kind of, you know, Bringing Trey Lance along bit by bit.
2: Boy, yeah. did the 49ers mess up their handling of Jimmy G. Should have traded him last year if they could have got something. Should have mm-hmm. traded him at the beginning of the offseason. Now there's no suitors. I mean, they did make the NFC Championship. Yeah, but that's not what they were playing for.
1: They, no, they, they no. wouldn't
2: have kept Jimmy G if that was if that was their goal.
1: Yeah, no, I know. I just mean like I the really fact that they this, got there. I really mean this year they messed it up. They should have traded him in January. <clears throat> Who, I guess... Do Jimmy, who Do Who's more likely to be a starter in the NFL next year, Jimmy Garoppolo or Baker Mayfield? Baker. He's younger. <laughs> okay. What is happening? Why can't he go anywhere? It's
2: insane. I mean, it has to be Seattle, right? Because Panthers already said they're out on him. I thought mm-hmm. I
1: saw reporting that they're not interested. Yeah. That, that, they believe in Drew Locke. They,
2: they, they're going to ride Drew Locke. I think they're going to draft someone if that's the case. And number nine overall pick.
1: By the way, if the Broncos needed a quarterback, something I simply cannot relate to, I would have been really hyped about Malik Willis's pro day yesterday. Mm-hmm.
2: And you know what I'm really hyped about is that we didn't have to care about yeah, yeah, that. Me too.
1: <laughs> All right, I think that wraps it up for us today. Think, I, I, you know what I love really quick. The, the comment section was popping today. Yep. And it wasn't like people going at each other's no, throats about it's things. Great. It's, just, it's You great. know, talking about the Chiefs being dumb. Peaceful,
2: and because now the AFC West is a little more peaceful with Tyreek yes, out of here. Absolutely.
1: Um, so, anyways, thanks to everyone who participated. Hit us with a thumbs up. On drop your some out. peace signs yeah. on our way out. Drop some peace <laughs> signs on your way out. Uh, and we'll catch you tomorrow on the DNVR Broncos podcast. Thanks again for tuning in.
3: How long's it been since you and I Rolled out the truck and took a country drive